0: All right, so what's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, episode number 20, your weekly podcast all about Xbox. If you like that, please subscribe to our channel and drop us a like. We've made it to episode 20, and as such, we're celebrating with a special live episode in case you were wondering why we're live on a Thursday. If you're in the chat or you should show up late, please comment, leave us a like, all that good stuff. But... For our audio listeners, you get your episode on Sunday, as usual. Now, my name is Kevin, aka the Muffinmon. I'm your host, and as usual, I'm joined by Tom, Amon, and the A man, and himself, Garrett. How are you guys doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Pretty good. Doing
2: amazing. Doing fantastic.
0: This week, we're joined by a member of Game Awards, Future Class Twenty. 20- 20 and founder of Hey Listen Games, Zach Hartzman. Now, Zach, I hope you're doing well. And before we get into the show, I really want to give people a chance to hear what Hey Listen Games is all about. So I'm going to give you the floor and uh, give us your little elevator pitch, let everyone know what's going on.
3: Sure. First off, thank, thank you for inviting me to, to come talk. I love doing this stuff. Um, so I'm a high school teacher in the Bronx in New York City. And for several years now, I've found ways to incorporate video games into my curriculum um, typically I teach social studies I've taught global history, United States history, economics government, all that stuff um, and I've even taught an elective English language arts class where we analyze video games as literature and so over the years I've just found ways to bring video games into my classroom because it's something I'm passionate about, it's something that a ton of my students have been passionate about over the years, I, I would have killed to have a class like this in high school um, and when I started that process there is not really any materials out there for other teachers who are interested in trying this um, around entertainment games. There are a ton of educational video games that teachers do use. I kind of stay away from those. I'm just using the in, like entertainment games, usually indie games that I already play um, in my spare time, and that our students play in their spare time. And because there's not really a starting point for a lot of teachers who are interested in this stuff, I made Hey Listen Games as a space where all of my lesson plans, my handouts, my slides, my curriculum, it's all just available there for free just for any educator who wants to borrow, to modify, to adapt, to tweak, whatever they want, just to get kind of get started on using video games as an educational tool. Um, And I blog on the site also about like my rationale for certain games or my experience teaching with these games in my classroom. So that's the, the quick elevator pitch. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I actually, you know, you subscribed or followed us on Twitter, and I reached out mainly because my brother is a teacher, and I thought your "Hey, Listen Games" was sounded amazing. Um, and I'm gonna talk to him about it. Uh, you know, it really, I think it shows the power of video games, and it's really something that I thought was an amazing thing. So I wanted to get your message out there to people that might not have heard about it, it might be interested, and it could be applicable. Yeah absolutely. You got good stuff going on there and obviously getting some recognition with the the future class nomination.
3: Didn't expect that. My wife had told me she nominated me, um, but it was only 50 people. And it was I mean, it's mainly people in the industry. I'm not in the Mm -hmm. industry. I'm I'm a teacher. Right. So it, it was cool to be like listed and recognized alongside a ton of like really phenomenal people in the industry who I've already been following for years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had uh, Lucas Agin, who was also nominated yeah, on yeah. a few episodes ago. So we're uh, we're getting some some of your classmates on here. Y'all got amazing stuff going on, and certainly deserve the recognition and everyone to to know. So that'll uh, you know we'll hear more from you at the end of the show. But right now, I want to get into uh, our segment here as we start every show of Project X Talk with uh, what's your playing. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around the room and ask everyone one simple question, and that's what you're playing. Tom, what you got going on?
4: Uh, right now, I've been playing Curse of the Dead Gods. It's a brand new roguelike game. It's You can compare it a lot to Hades, just about the story elements. Really fun game. Uh, it just dropped yesterday. And then today, I've been playing all day. I've been playing this game called Littlewood. It's pretty much Stardew okay. Valley. It just dropped on a Switch today, and... Dude, it's so good. It's like Animal Crossing had, like, a baby with Stardew Valley, and this game's pretty dang cool.
0: Really? Is it as a... I don't know. I find Animal Crossing a little boring. How would you... You know, is there more to do in it, or I mean, am I going to have to... It's like
4: Stardew Valley, so you can go farm and, you know, grow some cabbage or bean stalks. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> yes, there's more it's to... I think, I think there's more to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: Garrett?
1: What you find? Um, I just downloaded that Outriders demo. I'm about halfway mm-hmm. through that, having a heck of a time with it. I like how it's a step away from the other looter shooters, but still has enough tone to it, so to say. Like, it's going through the paces. Um, like, I'm only an hour and a half in, but I would say it's a solid... It uh, made me more excited for the game.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I'm downloading that tonight. I some friends are going to play, so I'm, I'm certainly excited for that. And my big appeal for that one is it's not a live service game.
2: Yeah.
0: Aman, what you playing?
2: Well, I haven't been playing much, but I want to check out the Outriders demo. And, um, yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Bloodborne, having fun with it. It is a little frustrating, but, yeah, I'm getting, I'm going through it.
4: I have to address something, Aman. So, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, Ever since I added you, you're getting zero gamer score on the Xbox. What's going on? Have you abandoned this? you jump ship?
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I haven't played a lot on the Xbox. last thing I played was a medium, and I've only made it halfway through. Just can't find time for it. And I really want to, you know, I have a lot of backlog on my PlayStation, so, you know, trying to finish that up and then come back to the Xbox ecosystem. Don't abandon us. <laughs>
0: All right, all right. I see you. I see you. You know, you're just falling behind in the leaderboard competition we got going on here, all.
2: So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Zach, what you playing?
3: Uh, so a couple mix of games. Yesterday, I just finished up Abzu for the first time. Uh, made by, if you know, Journey. Same genre, very similar game. It's basically okay. Journey, but in the ocean. Um, it's made. I forget the name of the of the guy who's started it. Um, but he originally worked on Journey and then spun off created uh, Giant Squid Studios and Abzu was their first game. They just uh, released the Pathless also on PS5. Um, mm-hmm. Also Control. Uh, I The PlayStation Plus has hooked me for these past two months with Shadow of the Tomb Raider and now Control. So I'm playing through Control for the first time. I was actually planning on playing it on a Game Pass but then uh, it was just mm-hmm. also on playstation plus so i just and i don't have a xbox i just have my pc so i i usually prefer to play games on my tv as opposed to just my small laptop screen but currently going through control and that game is awesome highly recommend anyone who has game pass or playstation plus please go play this game it is so x files like type stuff if you were ever into that stuff back in the day it is so unique we need more sci-fi action games like control in our lives um and then also with my my wife we play uh right now we're playing super mario 3d world co-op together and that's just a blast i played it back in the day on the wii u but i had to pick it up again
0: (laughs) yeah so it's funny you mentioned control because my me and my brother both have xbox series x and playstation 5s but he did play the original control on his xbox and he beat it like in almost one sitting it was it was Barely any time. Like, I think if you mainline it, it's only, like, 11, 12 hours, but I swear yeah. he did it in, like, six. But I went with the Ultimate Edition on PlayStation Plus and just because I wanted the, the ray tracing and the next-gen upgrade, and I'm having a, I'm having a good time with it. That's certainly so, – I just finished – sorry, you can go.
3: No, I was going to – she mentioned ray tracing. Do you usually go with the ray tracing, like, or do you go with the frame rate? I'm always, so, no. I, At this point, I always go frame rate, I think.
4: I'm with you.
0: yeah so normally i go with uh frame rate i go with performance modes in general but there's something about control where i don't mind playing with the lower frame rates because i think the quality just look, looks great i don't feel like i I need it and like everything is so shiny like they were, this is this is one of the best ray tracing examples i've seen so far in next gen so i'm i'm doing control on uh quality mode but i haven't put much time I'm into control right now oh, just because I f- just finished Persona 5 Royal after 87 hours, which I hear is quick for that game. Um, and I, I did platinum it. You can all give me your applause. Um, so I, I got every trophy for Persona 5 Royal, 87 hours. And they should really give a disclaimer before you go to the final boss fight of that because it took like four hours for me to fight the final boss and like get through all the cutscenes to the end of the game. It was. Nonsense. I was like, "Ah, this can't take that long. Um, Other than that, I've put a few hours this week into Immortals Phoenix Rising, finally started that on my Xbox, and I'm enjoying it so far. It's definitely got Ubisoft aspects of their games that I don't enjoy, where they want you to explore every little inch of the map. but I'm I'm basically just gonna mainline it and like explore if things are in my vicinity or to just upgrade my health and stuff because that doesn't seem too bad. But I'm I'm enjoying that so far. And then I I spent some time getting back into Super Smash Brothers last night, so I had a great time with that. And I'm definitely gonna try to play that a little more.
4: I gotta ask, when is our one v one gonna happen? I have my Switch anytime. Drop- <laughs>
0: Drop! I'll play tonight, man. Drop your friend. Co- we gotta switch. We gotta give uh, switch friend codes because they don't make it easy to be friends on Switch. But yeah, I was playing for like five hours last night, and I was like, I wish somebody would join my
2: arena. Like, I wish I had some friends to. I'll to drop play. it. After
4: One the thing podcast. to point out,
2: guys. I think we got our first hater in the chat. Oh, Xbox sucks. Yeah, he's commenting on a few videos. He's <laughs> commented on a few videos, I
0: mean. Uh, <laughs> that's that's fine <laughs> what's, what's, I mean he might be subscribed if he saw us live so <laughs> not, a, not a bad thing Probably.
4: <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm, I'm glad you're here regardless joke's
4: but, on you you clicked on the video you're a viewer now
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move into our news slash rumor roundup and I did combine them this week just because there's kind of a lack of news and more things are rumor but we'll go right into story number one and i want to ask you a question is there an xbox event coming in march according to jeff grubb there might be he said that he understands microsoft will have an event for the bethesda acquisition and in this event they'll discuss the immediate impact of the deal and other information he says it's not as big as a nintendo direct so don't get too excited it won't it'll focus on a mix between business and games this is backed up by Nate Drake, who's a supposed industry insider. He was over on Reset Era saying that Starfield could be launching in late 2021. He said that there has been a strong hope and desire to have Starfield launched this year. How major the impacts due to COVID have been is anyone's guess, but 2021 was the intended goal as of a few months ago. Guys, what, what are you thinking? Are we, we buying these rumors about an xbox event coming next month and is starfield coming in 2021
2: as
1: far as... yes to both <laughs> yeah <right. laughs>
2: yeah starfield is coming and X- bethesda event, uh, xbox slash bethesda event coming soon for i sure. just
1: hope it's more than just bethesda events though like they gotta have some sort of easier.
2: i think in sometime. march we will just so... get a xbox bethesda event in March. See, I think.
4: my, my they'll like show off, they'll
2: end it. They'll end it with a Starfield trailer dropping 2021. Finished. That's where they're gonna leave it, and then E3 is where we're gonna see everything else.
4: The issue is, I, is like I they're think. they're not like actually acquired by Microsoft just yet. That deal hasn't been finalized. Yeah, and
2: they will. As they far will as be, like though, when the event, ha- what does yeah? Happen, when the so event like, does, happen. does that
4: mean the event happens? Like, if I mean, does that mean in March? Like they would be officially by um, with Microsoft. We know in uh, United God, Kingdom yeah. they're supposed to have their deal settled in like April of some sorts. So I oh. mean, as long as a, if the timeline matches up with it being in March here, then it would make sense. But I haven't heard any rumblings of that deal even being completed yet.
2: When well, well, just got? When did it Losses. Sorry, sorry. No,
3: when, when did we get the Starfield teaser at E3? Was that two years ago? Twenty eighteen, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That Three, game's yeah. not coming out this year. <laughs> no chance. That game's coming out this year. I could, I could potentially see a bit as the like centric, um, event, um, just to kind of get some hype built for Xbox. But Star. I mean, we haven't. We've got. We got a teaser, not even a trailer. I don't think. And I know that Bethesda has done like I think they announced Fall '76, and then like a couple, it came out a couple months later. But with COVID and with the massive backlash across a number of games that just released too early, um, I don't, I don't see Starfield coming out this year. Next year at the earliest, I think.
4: I don't know. Bethesda has a you know history of releasing games way too early and broken. Even, even Skyrim.
3: In the ass with with, with seventy six.
0: Yeah, I think the European Union finalized the Beth, like they approved their acquisition of Bethesda. So I definitely can see if the U.S. gets it done in the next few weeks, which I, as far as I know, they're supposed to be getting it done in that time frame. They said in the you know early spring. But Starfield is one where I really want it to come out in twenty twenty one. I really hope that this rumor is accurate. But my main question is do we know when There's they started one I- development? Was it before they announced? Like the teaser trailer was 2018. Were they in development, you know, a year, two years before that? Because I think that changes my perception of when this game could possibly come out. And I know I, I've been saying 2021 for <laughs> basically every podcast that we've talked about this on, but. I'm I'm really concerned now just realizing, you know, it's only 3 years and I don't think they want to release a broken game after the backlash we saw with Cyberpunk.
3: Especially with the new IP, you don't want to taint like out like look what happened to Anthem. I mean, we'll get to that, but like you mess up a new IP and it's it, you're not coming back from that. It's very rarely can you come back from that.
0: Do you guys think Xbox needs Starfield in 2021?
2: Yes.
4: I don't know, dude. Yes. If if we actually get Halo this year, we don't need Starfield this year. We we don't yeah. need... Halo's like, not Halo's coming
2: this
4: gonna year. Halo's going to get, get delayed. Halo's not going to get delayed. It's already been delayed. They pretty Halo's much... Dude, they said not too long ago that they're done with the game. No. They're just like working out the kinks now. There's no they way. They said
2: they were done with the game last summer. And... 2022, early 2022, <laughs> is it hop, skip, and a jump away?
4: Yeah, but um, they, they said they you know, were done were yeah. last summer, but that's before people started complaining like about the graphics and stuff.
2: And they're like, hold oh, on, let's people go People might start complaining quick. about something else now. People must, might start complaining <laughs> about something else now. If they show, not, if they show another gameplay. The think, only thing that I can possibly complain
4: about, about, about now is if Craig does not show up in the game. That's all. Besides that, I'm sure I'll love the game.
2: <laughs>
3: I don't
2: yeah, think no, it's games. Think games so it doesn't need I think Xbox does need another big AAA game besides Halo. Uh, whatever it must be. Oncores um, of course, Horizon 5 could be it. Starfield could be it. Wolfenstein 3 could be it. Any one of those.
0: Yeah, but they don't have the same yeah, like star power, right?
3: They, even If any of those games came out, are they going to be Xbox exclusives?
0: Well, that's a debate that's a debate we've been like having. i feel
3: like once the deal is made then maybe like development cycles going forward but if it, they were already in development i'm assuming there's some yeah deals so i'm made where sure it's gonna be on- not
2: going to be yeah i'm pretty sure Starfield's not going to be exclusive if it does come out this year it's not going to be exclusive. because see we, the same thing happened with outer worlds um obsidian mm-hmm. were uh, developing it they got acquired by microsoft but it still came on playstation So I think we could see that happen with Starfield as well, if it comes out 2021. If it comes out 2022 or 2023, then probably going to be exclusive.
0: I guess it depends on when they start talking about publishing deals and what kind you know, if they started a PlayStation version of the game, I know a developer from Playground talked about it a few weeks ago where they said, like, Xbox doesn't come in and tell you to get rid of your... Versions that you already have. So if they already have a PlayStation version in development, I'm pretty sure Xbox is going to let them complete that. Definitely. But I just, like, I don't know if Xbox needs Starfield this year. And I know you you say they do, but I think Halo, you know, the console shortage is going to last most of the year. And then You'll have everyone going through their backlog. I'm still going through my backlog. Games are getting next gen upgrades. People have plenty to play. I understand everyone wants these new exclusives, but it's not like we don't have a giant list of games to play right now.
3: Exactly. That's a good point you made. Like they're not you're not gonna go into a store and just see Series S or Series X just sitting on the shelves. It's it's gonna sell out for at least this year. Um, just due to stock shortages and with i mean exclusives are cool but xboxes they're pushing game pass mm-hmm. right so even if if you get it if you get an xbox you're probably getting game pass at this point and there's an enormous backlog there right and there's tons of content there at such a like a solid price point
0: yeah I, Garrett, you've been awfully quiet i want to get your thoughts on this
1: okay where were we on it sorry i was looking up stuff for bethesda Um, (laughs) well no we were talking about how it's only been in development for three four years i was like i don't think that's true so i looked through a few sources while you guys were talking like it's been in development for 11 years so by all means it could come out what yeah
0: is that true 11 years so
1: yeah the first one right when you google it says 10 but then there's an, another link a couple of years down that says like it's been closer to 11 years since like storyboard and like everything ideas and mechanics are being wow. thought of 11 so years. by wow. all means man it could have been just like the selling sample to avowed we've all seen trailers be marketed as both PlayStation and Xbox, but then a deal will be made after that trailer, then they just drop it, right? So who knows? Maybe that was the golden egg that made Bethesda sell-up or purchasable. So maybe we might see it this year, and we might see it exclusive.
2: I would maybe love to see it. There was, maybe um, Bethesda was struggling with the game. Maybe they needed more funds for that game specifically. Maybe it was too ambitious, so that's why they got quiet. Maybe. Sure. they offered exclusivity to PlayStation because they, re- they needed funding for that game. Maybe it was a little too ambitious and they couldn't do it on their own. That's why they wanted to get acquired.
0: Yeah, I, I remember uh, Imran Khan, I believe, talked about how uh, Bethesda was shopping the exclusivity around and Sony was one of the ones he mentioned, I believe. But I just, in my mind, like Starfield comes out, What if Halo's the fall, and we say the fall is Halo's twentieth anniversary in November, so where does Starfield fit? You don't put it in December, that kind of overshadows Halo. Maybe you put like it would have to be all
1: great Bethesda games. But
0: but that's when Halo's coming out. It's even worse.
1: Then it could come out this summer. Not really, because one is like the lead of shooters and the other one's the lead of RPGs. Well, hopefully, right? We could just all be picturing a sci-fi Christmas.
4: Yeah, but I think, like, in terms of just, like, how Game Pass works now and they want to keep people subscribing throughout, I feel like dropping two big games, like, in the same time period is not going to be beneficial for them. So they definitely would space it out quite a bit. Maybe 2021, January? February? Or
2: twenty twenty two. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I. They'll. They'll push Halo to twenty twenty two. No. January. No. No. They're not I'll, Halo. They're not I'll, pushing I'll, Halo. I will yeah. break my Xbox. They
4: release it earlier.
1: <laughs> that in
2: game September. is going to development help. That game is going to development help. Mm.
1: No, it's not. It's I think basically we're, I think we're done, and they're just working on like the small little glitches. It's. Yeah. Maybe if like think version of if... that is Melancholy. If
0: Starfield comes out this year, it would have to be in the summer. Otherwise, it's coming out next year, and that's fine, because then I think you get the you get the Game Pass subscriber and console sale bump from Halo in November, if, and then but you
3: but
2: get... But if, if, if Halo comes out November, in November... See, if Halo comes out November and Starfield comes out September, wouldn't that be amazing? Because that's the, the holiday year. time. That's when people are going to spend most of their they try to get the consoles you know so having two like triple a bangers would help a lot
4: i'm not saying i mean wrong. i think it,
2: no i mean maybe i
0: mean maybe we should look at playstation they released the last of us 2 and then next month they released ghost of tsushima they did. and both of those games are amazing right so maybe this is a non-issue yeah. and we're making it bigger than it, it is
3: exactly that wasn't necessary because they want they didn't plan that though yeah yeah, right? cuz they then, were like b- both Last of, of Us yeah. was supposed to come out in March and it got delayed a bunch until the mm-hmm. summer. Um and then I feel like just they just had no choice at that point. So I can I, I could see that happening if Starfield needs to be like pushed more and more towards the end of the year cuz they can't it's not cooked enough. Um so mm-hmm. I could see I could definitely see it happening where it's September Starfield no then November um Halo, but ideally I feel like they would want it Earlier than that, or I don't know because now they like E3 is also apparently virtual this year, so they might want to announce both things during E3. Yeah,
4: like I even think this summer we have a pretty good chance of getting like some sort of big game. Like Scorn is supposed to come out sometime in 2021, I can easily see that come out this summer. Um, I -hmm. don't think that would be like a holiday hit, so no, get it out of there, and that'll help at least. Curve that summer drought that we get every year as it is with gaming
0: yeah i mean we have a lot of big titles coming out this year just not a lot of big xbox ex- exclusive or first party games i think like the support will be there for the console
2: psychonauts the old summer yeah, like- oh, okay. Psych- yeah that's, that's
0: a big one that's on everything <laughs> I so this is a tangent. But speaking of psychonauts, like I went to try to I was gonna play the first one, and I was like, "Oh, it's probably on Game Pass." And then I looked, at it, it wasn't on Game Pass. I was like, "I don't, I don't understand. They own Double Fine, but they're not Game Pass." And then I went, and you have to buy it for ten dollars. And apparently, it's because like there's some licensing agree like agreement because Double Fine, you know, the publisher, it's uh, it's a whole thing. And I was like, "Oh man, I don't really want to pay ten dollars for like a original Xbox game."
4: They're That's just my you know. I would pay ten dollars you know. for original Xbox games if they worked on backwards compatible mode. You don't know how bad I want to go back to some of these original games. They're just like they're not available on the store, and it's so aggravating.
0: I guess we will find out. Uh, does anyone have anything else to add before I move on to the next story? All right, story number two. And I'm pulling from VG247 here, and it's regarding Doom Eternal. Uh, Doom Eternal's creative director said he put a lot of thought into adding a female Doom Slayer into the series. It's Hugo Martin revealed that adding a female protagonist to the game was an idea that was discussed during development, quote, I've thought about adding a female Doom Slayer. I think if we did it, I'd want it to be lethal. I think it's interesting how it would impact glory kills and the weapons she would have. The fighting style would certainly be all aggression, absolutely, but a different type of aggression. I'd really strive to have it impact the gameplay in a way that was meaningful. First question. What do you guys uh, think about a female Doom Slayer? Would you, would you be happy if we got the option to make uh, Doom Slayer female in future games?
1: I'm perfectly okay with it. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're going to do like... So that means that they're going to do double the animations in the yep. whole game, right? That's a lot of replayability. Because those glory kills they... are fun. I you think, know what they right?
2: should do... Um No, I was thinking they should do something similar to what Assassin's Creed Valhalla did. Um, You know, you could could play as male able or female able, so have both options.
4: Yeah, but with Valhalla, they play the same. And this, he Mm -hmm. wants them to play kind of different. And I think that would be a good, whether or not it happens, I think it would be great. But I think it would be a great, like, way for them to introduce, like, co-op into Doom as well. You imagine like it doesn't have to be like the main story. They can keep that set um, straightforward, but they can always have like a separate co-op mode just for Doom. And you know, choosing between the male or female would be great, especially if they have like different features that they can do with each other to help like solve like mm-hmm. environmental puzzles and shit. That'd be great.
2: Zach, you Doom de-
3: guy. They, they, they should definitely do it, hundred yeah. percent. Um, I didn't. I didn't play Doom Eternal. I played the 2016 one. It Just too many games i never got around to his fertile um but yeah i want i mean we i mean the, the industry's been getting better in, in general in this regard but like yes please give me more badass women to play as um especially doom where you're just killing things constantly and it's just like non-stop give me that
0: mm-hmm. So I brought this up, and obviously I expected all of your answers to be I'm completely fine with a female Doomslayer because you're all good people. Um, but I brought it up mainly because I saw a lot of backlash when this story came out uh, from people that were, you know, oh, we don't need a female Doomslayer because it doesn't make sense in the story. It's just pandering to SJWs. Like, there's no reason for any of this to, to happen. And I tried to explain, like... If you have the option between a male and female, you can still pick the male version and it this does not impact you in the slightest. You will never even know it's there, but it gives it gives you know potential players, maybe a larger female audience that can't identify with the current Doom Slayer to maybe identify and see like a badass woman as the main character and really get attached to a series that they might not get attached to before and that just seems like a foreign concept to these people when trying to explain it so I it really it really frustrated me and that was the, kind of the main reason I wanted to talk about this
4: people really get bothered about that stuff so much like
1: yeah and I... it's not like they're going into the past games it's not like mm-hmm. they're making all dooms optional and completely going over the storyline like I could see in future ones easily no problem why not? He's gonna have to have a kid sometime. Boom, <laughs> done.
0: <laughs> that would be sweet. That'd be a good way to introduce a, a character. But I, uh, you know, I think we can all agree that those people are not hmm, not who we should be listening to regarding inclusivity and yeah, in
1: representation though. of the mainstream.
4: <laughs> like uh, when, uh, what was it? When Battlefield. Five came out, I believe. It was like a huge thing for some reason. Like I get it, you know, but it's still a video game. Like, settle down, guys.
3: It's. I mean, I. I deal with these conversations somewhat when uh, I talk about games with my students and what their like experience and gender norms are around. uh, Gaming, Um, especially because I teach, so I actually teach a one hundred percent immigrant population. So I have kids from all over the world. Where. You know, some of them had access to games forever. Some of them never touched a game in their lives. Some of them, like, their families literally would only let the boys play the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so ingrained into so many different aspects of our culture, They're, like, everyone's culture, that it's a boy thing and that women don't have a place in it. But, for, like, just show them statistics. half, Like, half of the gamers out there right now are women. That's just, like, a fact um the mm-hmm. even though people tend to respond worse when you show them facts these days they get super <laughs> defensive um but there are also most they're just arguing in bad faith they don't care that much they would play they would still play it they'll they'll like yell and yell and yell but like honestly like when when i see those reactions my my reaction is like okay don't give an option just make it only female and you don't <laughs> have a choice
0: really yeah See, see how much their words hold up when it's their only option.
3: Like that even reminds me of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, right. Introduce the like you can play as Cassandra or I played as Cassandra. I forget the other guy's name. Alexio. Um, yeah. Alexio. But like that wasn't the original intent. Ubisoft made them do that. It was originally just supposed to be Cassandra. And yeah. it was overhauled because of this kind of backlash that we see on the internet. Which is sad.
0: No, you're absolutely right. But I think we'll, uh, you know, move to something a little different. Story number three: Drew Murray, former design director at the initiative, has rejoined Insomniac as the principal designer. Drew Murray announced on his official Twitter account that he's excited to be rejoining many friends and former colleagues at Insomniac. This comes three weeks exactly after he announced that he would be leaving the initiative because his life outside of work needed more attention and headspace than i've been able to give it lately what i want i have two questions but first what are your guys' initial reactions
4: to this i mean big loss for the initiative huge gain for insomniac really uh i don't see anything wrong with it though you know like yeah he had family issues going on and for all we know, that the, the workload at Insomniac is going to be about like a much lesser value than he had at uh, the initiative, so he can is a much less stressful environment for him than maybe you know could help still alleviate that family pressure that he had before. Yeah.
3: Has Anyone the initiative else? has the initiative put out anything yet, or they're still one day? No, one day. One day. They're, they're working on. <laughs> Perfect dark. Yeah. Okay. Um He Drew Murray worked on resistance, right? Uh
4: I think he was on Resistance, yeah.
0: And Ratchet and uh Sunset Overdrive, I believe.
3: Yeah. It'd be cool if we got more resistance in the future. That was a fun franchise. (laughs) I didn't actually ever play resistance. I literally just watched my older brother play them.
4: Underrated franchise that was ruined by the latest release, unfortunately. Also, SOCOM. Well, I love SOCOM. There should always be a new SOCOM game.
2: Yeah, but it should come yeah. to Xbox because you know we're on podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, my initial reaction was, you know, great. I love Insomniac. You know, Ratchet like, Clank. The whole reason I bought a PlayStation, but I couldn't help thinking, like, was his initial statement accurate was he, you know, what all the things he's saying about leaving to because he needed to, to focus less on work. Um and then you know getting a job three weeks later doesn't really scream that. But then after some conversations with people, I did come along to your line of thinking time where like it seems with the job title he's taken a step down. Um he's probably gonna have less responsibilities than he had at the initiative. So it's probably you know earning a paycheck while not having as stressful as a job.
4: Yeah, I mean, just transitioning See, from like um, a, a group of people who haven't released the game yet, like officially on their own yet, since Samyak, you have like well seasoned guys there. I'm, I'm sure that like really like relieves like a lot of his pressure, and eh, there's not wrong with mm-hmm. that. I if I can get an easier job right now for the same reason, I would.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with you, but like, I have a feeling it was due to creative differences. Something must have happened because all, all him all of a sudden just because he was the lead on the project he, him all of a sudden saying oh I'm gonna leave and join, you know Insomniac, there has to be something going on there. Maybe him and Phil Spencer, you know, had a fight, or him and Daryl Gallagher had a fight, but we won't know. I'm just speculating here, but yeah.
0: yeah Man loves to loves to speculate on the drama. Uh, I've noticed he <laughs> really likes the make it, you know, make it as dramatic as possible. I don't think he uh, he's, like, left for family reasons. No way. Like, Phil Spencer and him got into a fist fight in the office and Phil threw no, him out No, was it. at the
1: flagpole at three. Come on, now. Flagpole
2: at three, that's right. No, no. Like, I don't mean, like, a fist fight, but, like, creative differences. No, maybe I know you're, Daryl I know Gallagher. You're. Yeah, 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 no, Daryl Gallagher might have had something else in mind with perfect dark and maybe um Murray had something else in mind and create differences flash boom ones out
0: i'm i'm going to you know i don't want to doubt his statement because i'd like to take it at face value especially because it was rumored that it was due to his brother passing away so certainly we don't want to throw any doubt on something as, as serious as that but I just thought it was interesting because i did see mixed reactions to the story where people were like oh he left because xbox is a sinking ship yada yada you know the, the classic uh trolls you see on on the internet but i you know i w- wish him all the best obviously and uh, i'll be excited to see what he makes it Insomniac. so what do we I, uh
2: that's Sunset Overdrive Two. He has to make it happen. Sunset Overdrive Two for the PlayStation. Do you think oh, they that would actually
1: be so painful.
2: I don't care. I don't care for any platform. I want Sunset Overdrive Two. See, he doesn't That game care.
4: was amazing. You you have both. You'll play any on either one. We're no fanboys here. Yeah,
2: right? we just happen yeah. to. You as know, long as a, as Xbox long 7. as it's on PS Four, <laughs> I'm gonna play it.
0: <laughs> I kind of meant like, do you think Sony would let him do that? Because it is uh, the first one is a game for Xbox.
2: Sony owns the IP, don't they? Yeah. They want more exclusives, don't they?
0: Everyone knows it for an Xbox game, so do you think that they would let the sequel be a PlayStation? Like, it seems just weird. Like, would Sony want Yeah, that? Maybe,
2: maybe they could reboot it, sort of. Reinvent it a bit. Same universe, maybe. I don't know. I just want it that bad.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all the news we have for this week so we'll move into our fun topic and it's not really fun it's a little a little bit of a downer um i'm going to give a little introduction before i introduce the topic because this background information is important so it stems from a story revolving anthem where bioware and EA have provided an update regarding Anthem on the official Bioware blog. They say that in the spirit of transparency and closure, we wanted to share that we've made the difficult decision to stop our new development work on Anthem. We will, however, continue to keep the Anthem live service running as it exists today. So essentially, Anthem's dead. It's not getting more content. It won't become the game that was promised. And Anthem, as it exists today, is what's going to be Anthem forever. And I have a few topics to, to stem from, but this leads me to three questions, and I want to get all of your opinions on them, and we can just have a you know open discussion, jump in whatever. Uh, are games as a service models working? Do consumers have a right to be upset when they're about this specifically? And should developers or do developers have a problem of overpromising and under-delivering? So I'm opening the floor. Anyone jump in, answer anything you want?
4: As far as over-promising is concerned, yes. they they stretch the truth they say they have too much ambition on these games and i think that's where consumers could get upset with the, like what they're being provided i feel like games as a service they should be put out as a way that this is what we have without any expectation that it's going to grow moving forward i don't think games as a service is inherently bad itself especially like growing up i've played like mmos all my life so like i've been games as a service forever pretty much but every expansion we know what we're getting we know when the next one's coming if they even announce one but there's no expectation for that to ever happen you know and i feel like that's where the developers have to really like lower that expectation for the consumers or they are going to get mad and don't make promises if you're not going to do it don't say you're going to make anthem next if you're not going to do it and don't pull out crappy content updates if they're just going to be like just time sinks for no reason and not enjoyable for the like consumers. And then you're just not, at that point, you might as well not put anything out. Fair enough, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So. No, I think the perfect example of this is the Avengers game.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that I, I was I mean, going
2: to... That game had so much hype. And Spider-Man was supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive. Where is he? He still isn't out. Well, they, well,
4: have, they are at least still working on that game. Like, in March, we're getting the Series X update and the PS5 update. We re- mm-hmm. they, they released Kate Bishop last month. And next month, we're going yeah, to get Hawkeye. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like as long as they get through their initial roadmap of the game, of like the amount of characters they, they plan on releasing... I feel like at that point that like the consumers don't have a, like a right to complain about what they're getting because at least getting what they're promised. But apart from that, as long as they get what they promised, like I think that's okay. Just don't overextend yourself, and I don't think they should have, considering their
2: player base. Keep your expectations in yeah. check. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Don't expect much. Like that game was quite hyped. I would say. I like the story. At least from the. At least. <laughs> yeah. At least from. I haven't played the game, Um, at least from the people I know who have played it. They said it was overhyped. They were really looking forward to it. You know, like, Marvel fans, like, oh, Avengers game, we're gonna get one. But they ended up being disappointed. But, yeah, I'll probably pick this game up um, after the Series X subject comes up.
0: Zach, thoughts on games as a service?
3: Yeah, I've stayed away from so many of them. I mean, I play Fortnite now a lot with, like, that's how i keep in contact with my college buddy and like mm-hmm. and so that's like my current status of the game as a service but i've stayed away with a lot of the other ones because of buy-in because i'm not for the most part if i if i buy a game one month there's a 95 percent chance i'm not touching that game again ever <laughs> or at least for years after i beat whatever the main campaign is right mm-hmm. so for me to Need to pay sixty dollars to buy into a game that's not done, really. I mean, it—that's it, the case. They're not done, right? The idea is that content gets trickled out over time. Um, sucks. And like, I was—I would have loved to play Avengers, and I might still, at some point, once there is more content there, then I'll buy in and go play it all at once. Um, but I didn't buy because I didn't want to pay full price for a game that I knew was going to be, uh, short campaign-wise. Because I care much more about single-player campaigns than I do. Um, about, like, the grind, in, especially with looter Shooters. it's um, the same thing with, like, Fallout 76, the same thing with what happened to Anthem, um, even the, the Division games. I don't either make it beta and make it free in the beginning, or ch- at least cheaper in the beginning, and then, like, I'd almost be more inclined to pay $20 at the launch of Avengers and then just, like, pay a little bit more as content gets trickled out. But I don't... Because at least... Then my like entry point price wise is less of a risk, but I mm-hmm. like, I can't I'm not I can't justify paying so much up front for a not fully done game.
2: I kind of separate. I mean, Mark isn't. You can go Sorry, on. Um, yeah. was title, extremely messy it has a messy launch. No Man's Sky, that had a really bad launch. Avengers had a pretty a bad launch.
3: Right, Division and, Two had a bad launch, and it's a bad launch because so, they're calling it because yeah. they're calling it a full exactly. launch, right? If they just release yeah, if they in just beta, see beta, right, and just be upfront, be, like, be like, "Here's what we really yeah, here's what it. we got." Yeah, exactly. If you want to pay something to get into the beta, then that's completely different than like, "Oh, we're launching fully, like we've gone gold. We're launching on this day." That's it's a very different yeah. message than opening something up in beta, which I do think that a lot of these games should. Right, open it up in beta, get players in there, see what still needs to be done, see what needs to be reworked, um, and then go from there.
4: Exactly. Label it what it is the early access title. There's a whole section yeah. for it on Xbox. I believe PlayStation have a section for it too. I mean, it makes the most sense it,
3: if that's what you guys are doing.
2: Isn't that what Fortnite did? Weren't they invading like, Fortnite? Fortnite's song?
3: technically still in early
2: access, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're still in early access? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fortnite lives in early. I, I, I,
3: yeah,
2: I
0: separate mean, games like Fortnite um, from the Avengers. I, I think games as a service kind of is like a broad term for video games that are going to give you more content after release. But I think even in that that structure, there's like different types. And I think yeah. the free-to-play model, like Fortnite has like, um, you know, player unknown Battleground. Is PlayerUnknown Battleground free? I don't actually know if that's free. Don't I'm wrong on that one no okay forget that one that one doesn't count uh genshin impact oh that one's that was a good example that one's free you can play it completely free to play you don't have to pay anything but it ge- they have the option just like Fortnite, where you can do it and get more skins and get these characters and you know they have the that whole free-to-play model and then you have the avengers you have anthem you have division and they're all trying to be what i think we all know is is destiny and destiny is really in my eyes uh, the only games as a service like actual one that i think where you know they want you to commit basically do a full-time job they basically want you to play this game as your second job and be full-time with that game so i think all those games strive to be destiny but they're, they've never recaptured the the magic and i want i use magic loosely because destiny one was not well received it, was, it got to a place where it was fine and destiny 2 had the same thing where it launched terribly and now it's gotten to a place where people enjoy it and it has the most success of any of these games but the division i think division comes the second closest and then every other game is so far off and they're just chasing this dream that looks to be in my eyes a, a one in a million i i'm not sure that we're going to get another game that's recapturing the what destiny has apparently
3: but now, when Destiny drops new content, is it free or... I, often it's paid, right? The expansions are, are paid. Or at least the expansions, the expansions yeah. are paid. So, like, that's... The, I'm, I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't, like... Like, I, I, I'm so much more on board with, like, paying a price for, like, what I know I'm going to get and then paying a price if I want to continue with the game past that first batch. Right? But for... The games that have tried it, like Anthem, like Fallout 76, I I have, like I was hyped on Anthem. I I knew I wasn't gonna pre-order or buy it. I was hyped on Fallout 76 because I loved Fallout, but I waited until launch day to see what actually happened, and mm-hmm. it was just a, and it was a mess. Same thing with Avengers. Like I, there are so many games that look so cool when it's presented to us, and then it's just not. It wasn't ready for a full public launch for sixty dollars.
0: Garrett, you play you play Destiny, right? Can you explain to me what it is about Destiny? Because I play Destiny One, but I you know I played put a lot of hours into it, and it was something I enjoyed playing with my friends, and I think that was the main appeal for me of the game. But it did get I did get bored after a while running the same stuff. So what is the some what is the appeal of Destiny that these other games of the service games don't have?
1: It's just the, I don't know, the engagement almost. That it's always constantly something more, something happening. Like you were saying, like, you can put the game down for a while and then pick it up months later and your character will, will be dragged along in a way. like I think I was talking to Tom about that, how it's sort of like Destiny's like, double-edged sword is that you can put the game down and pick it up six months from now and your power level actually increases so you're not too far behind. So it's always uh it always seems obtainable to get to the end game. And that sort of strings a lot of people along. You know, saying it aloud Sort of seems like an unhealthy addiction. I think the
0: division two does something like that too with their expansion where I think it bumps you to like level thirty. Yeah. The New York yes. one which again, they're the, probably the closest in my eyes to being the next Destiny, if you want to call it uh, Yeah. Destiny. Um, I think Destiny changed the way that they do content though, right? So isn't it divided into seasons now and then every yeah, so often the- you get like a, a section of story content?
1: Yeah, that's actually exactly how it works. So I got like the season where it's sort of tied to a new world event that has loose correlation to how the story progresses. But then like they're sort of odd. Like they take away entire planets. <laughs> Me and Tom were looking at that. Like, I it's Where's been Mars? a while since I came in. That like, yeah, he hasn't played since like Mars was in the game. I played for a little bit in the, what was it? The Shadow Keep? No, the Beyond Light. I did that one. And yeah. uh yeah, like lots of stuff changes, but they like take it out and rework it and put it back out. So I don't know. Destiny's doing their own thing. But uh, another live service game that I sort of want to talk about is: Do you guys think Sea of Thieves is considered a live service game? A hundred percent. Yeah.
2: Hundred. I know. does recently, that have over fifty million players now?
4: F- fifteen. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Fifteen. 15? Yeah. Yeah. It was last I heard it was fifteen million. I think Rare celebrate. Um, is Sea of Thieves free? I don't know because I got have it on Game Pass.
1: No. no they had it for like so many things where it was like dirt cheap so i got like a copy of it for free and then like i think i paid 30 dollars for another one first off okay About so that go. would
0: so that would fall more in line with because i for some reason i always think of it like it kind of has like a free-to-play model right but you have to pay 60 dollars for it
4: yeah pretty much
0: It's interesting. Sea Thieves is certainly an anomaly in this in this conversation, I it's think.
1: It's a unique game. It's a lot of fun. I don't know. It's always got a special place in my heart. You could just put on lo-fi and go fishing, do whatever. Great game. Can't speak enough.
0: I want, I mean, the thing I want to keep driving home is that why did EA say that they were going to finish the game and then backtrack on that?
4: Because they're EA and just to...
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's an EA thing. <laughs> like, they think... they don't mind being the bad guys anymore because then they can just openly do the lowball move. And then, like, people like us will just, oh, it's just EA being EA. Mm-hmm. It's like the Um thing.
2: well while we're on the topic of EA, um Jason Schreier tweeted out just like a few hours ago saying that Dragon Age 4 will, will solely be focused on single player, no multiplayer whatsoever. Great. And the, EA is going to focus on uh, after the success of Jedi Con Order like um heavily focus on single player games. Good going forward. Is that what so <laughs> yeah, that could be why really need to that could be why Anthem got cancelled. So well, yep, that could be that's, why. What, that's
3: what I was going to bring up because they mentioned yeah. that the dev team that was working on Anthem is going to now go and help work on uh, Dragon Age, and that's probably why EA doesn't care what they said previously. They were like, "Star Wars did good, so no, uh, w- no, no, no one's going to remember, or even if they remember, I, I, I don't care, right?" So they, they just want money, so they're, they're just, they're cutting their losses there and putting it towards a franchise that isn't tainted yet. And Dragon Age was going to be a live service game, which, bad idea. So like, yeah. it's good that they're now pivoting towards a single-player RPG. Single-player game, yeah, exactly.
2: And I want to see more single-player Star Wars games from EA similar to Jedi Fallen Order. That game was great.
4: Hopefully. I wouldn't mind seeing a Respawn on another one of those. They did a really good job, so.
2: Respawn are, an underrated, deft- de- are underrated developers. Yeah, They do a lot of good stuff. Titanfall,
4: i completely forgot that Apex. they fixed battlefront 2 i forgot it was such a trash game in the beginning yeah but at least i feel like with that one versus anthem as well as like star wars is a huge franchise and they don't want to leave a bad taste in like disney's mouth saying like, here we gave you this trash game and okay. we didn't try to fix it so with anthem it's a little different like we can get rid of this we don't care but like they want to keep good, in good ties with um, disney right
0: I totally forgot about Battlefront 2. That's another live service game, right? Like,
4: tech, kind Is of. Is it a live service game? Isn't it? I don't know. No. It just had loot boxes. That's all I remember, and it was like really bad. <laughs> I thought they were add. I thought they kept adding
0: stuff to it. I might be, I'm probably wrong about that, though. I, I.
4: They They've, they've 1. added stuff, but I don't know if they consider it a live service game. Okay. Okay. Like new maps.
0: Well, I mean, listen. They only fixed it because Disney told them to. Yeah. So that's that's one of those things where maybe if Anthem was a Disney-owned property, they would have they would still be committed to it.
2: Probably. Probably. Now I'm that we I'm a little have disappointed
1: that they didn't release any like half-strung bits. Right. Like the teams had to have been working on something over the last year and a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't you just release some new pirates out to the game? Give something to those guys that have been waiting around. I feel bad for them.
4: I mean, the six people who were playing it are like, all right, it's it's okay. They'll they deserve fine. their space <laughs> pirates,
1: okay? <laughs> like, I saw the little, uh, what was it, they had a few months ago, like little uh, artist depictions of their what they're going to try to work on next. And like, yeah, it looked pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, they could just release the little bit that they had out. Like, what, what could go wrong? You're done with the game.
0: I wonder if they even have anything. I wonder if this was—I know Jason Schreier was like Anthem's fate's going to be decided like two weeks ago, and then it was decided this week. But maybe how long? I wonder if they've known about this and they pulled these people off, you know, weeks, months ago, and they don't really have much to show. So there's nothing. Yeah, there's really... just
1: some dude behind a desk that just has Anthem written on some tape in front. <laughs> Anthem I mean, 2.0. Technically, he's tomorrow. still going. I just
0: Anthem lost me straight off the bat with the beta that was broken, so there was no, there was no getting me back in there. And then obviously I made a, the right choice. But I
2: remember there was so much hype for that game after E3, man. There was so much
1: because it looked so
2: the cool. was amazing. The reveal exactly. trailer. Like the exactly. trailer was amazing. It was, it was like the like, next Mass Effect.
1: I was like, I'm think There should have been yes. more drama with, uh, like somebody should have tried to sue EA for that. Like that was false advertising, hell I just wanted to
0: be Iron Man and fly. Like it looked like you was right. like, I'm just gonna fly through all these environments and like no loading screens and just like, but it's just it's complete opposite. Like you just go to a place and then stand there while you know things downloaded and move on to the next point. And it just it just wasn't an enjoyable experience, and I think. I don't know i want companies and this is totally my opinion i want companies to stop trying the live service or games as a service model not the, the free-to-play models but like the fortnite model that's working that has the the player base that's showing success and people don't really get outraged about that because you don't have to buy anything you just download it it doesn't cost anything but the avengers and anthems of the world where they're asking you for 60 in this gen 70 dollars. For a game that you're going to play and it's probably going to be bad, but they'll promise you something and then not show up. I I just think companies need to stop this and it's I'm glad EA has said that they're going to move to single player focused games and hopefully they never try anything like this
4: again. so so that's pretty much all i got on that but like i wanted to just throw in here as well like something completely different like did you guys see the that the halo tv show is going to be like on paramount plus what the hell is paramount plus what is that
3: it's yeah what What is paramount plus it's you know cbs all access thing that the star trek shows stream on yeah it's it's that they're just rebranding to paramount plus
4: Okay, wondering like, what the heck is this? Do I have to like, is that free? Do I have to subscribe to this?
3: (laughs) You're gonna have to subscribe to it, but it's Uh. fine. Not video game related, but we're getting more animated avatar content because of this.
4: Like the Last Airbender.
3: Yeah, they so 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 the Netflix forget the Netflix forget the live action Netflix show. That's gonna be garbage. Whatever happens there because it's live action. But the creators Brian and Mike left the Netflix show. And have now been hired by Nickelodeon again, and they're creating their own studio. It's called Avatar Studios, and they're just making animated movies, miniseries, and spin offs in the Avatar universe.
4: That's awesome. And
3: it'll be and it'll be on Paramount Plus. So like, as much as I hate another streaming service, I'll pay anything for more actual animated Avatar content. Oh so yeah, it's fine. That, that, <laughs> I'll get it for that alone.
0: I I think my, I think I use my friend's uh, CBS All Access to watch. Um, Europa League and Champions League uh, soccer <laughs> games, so I didn't know that it was becoming Paramount Plus, and that just makes me excited because now I'm like oh, I can watch the Halo TV show. I can I have access to all these these things that I I was not aware I I did, but that's great. Um, I'm thrilled. Yeah, I mean I saw the Halo news last night, and that you know they moved to Paramount, and I I didn't even this must have been not on my
2: radar because I didn't know they were making a Halo TV show. Oh yeah, they already cast Master Chief, Pablo Schreiber. Oh, he's playing Master Chief.
4: Oh, that goes yeah. our speculation. Like we talked about like, last week, I believe. Like, what will we make a Halo TV show out of? And I guess Master Chief's in it. And we didn't want that, or we never. All of us was different. I guess it was like more boots on the ground stuff, and no Master Chief. I, I feel yeah, like uh, talking about Master this. Chief has been cast, Pablo Schreiber.
0: Like the Last yeah. of Us, everyone's talking about that TV show. But yeah, because it has yeah, uh, no Tom way. Holland.
4: Well, so I mean, we got Spider Man there.
0: Nobody's talking about uh, the Halo one, and that's twenty twenty two, I think I saw. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I mean, here. Last of Us TV show did get some good castings, and Pedro Pascal is yeah. amazing. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. Yeah. Getting People were complaining up.
4: about that so much. Great. Like,
2: I, because, I, know, right? I love Pedro oh,
4: Pascal. Pascal. Shut up.
2: <laughs> He's a good actor. <laughs> Pedro <laughs> Pascal is amazing. <laughs> It's cuz they're going for, they should go for all game of thrones cast like they should get Lena Headey to play Tess.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm pro- I mean I'll probably watch it. that's
4: uh, on HBO.
3: That one's
0: HBO I think. Yeah, yeah. HBO
3: yeah. Max. I have to get HBO. Now. <laughs> I think well, you- <laughs> so I think that, I think that's HBO proper. Like, it, it'll be on HBO Max, but it's made by HBO. It's not made by like uh, Warner Brothers.
4: You need uh, HBO now, by the way. There's so many movies dropping like <laughs> Often now, like we got Tom and Jerry tomorrow, we got Kong versus uh, Godzilla next month, uh, more to comment movie yeah. in April. Dude, subscribe already, come on, Snyder what,
2: what Cut, I... Snyder Cut, the well, Snyder cut. yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. that movie's I... gonna be so
3: stupid. I love it, it's gonna be, so <laughs> it's gonna be so... it's, <laughs> I cannot wait.
2: The Justice <laughs>
0: is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, like, exactly. I,
3: I... I know, right? That's fair, I know, right? but this I hopefully fixes it. Right?
0: <laughs> I don't like Zack hopefully. Snyder. He doesn't make good movies. What is he, he going to face? I know, right?
3: It will be so better. Mean. I think it will be better. It <laughs> no, will at least be, so be totally consistent with Man of Steel and Batman. And yeah, but how much
2: better will it be? Uh, pro-
0: I
3: can't. Yeah. It, Dude, it was so, it was it so bad. It.
2: What we it's got. Going, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's going to be at least three times as good. I guarantee you that it's going to be three times better than the regular Justice League. But is that good enough? It's not going to be good, but it's going to be three times better. Yeah, <laughs> Three I times just, longer, too. Three times longer. Exactly. <laughs> Length equals quality. We figured out the Apparently formula. Apparently
2: there's some big cameo <laughs> at the end.
0: It's probably like Green Lantern. Maybe. Yeah. As Ryan Reynolds, R- R- you
4: know? Ryan Reynolds,
3: yeah. Yeah, Ryan, right. Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs>
1: yeah, he'd just come back on crying. He's like, got back.
3: <laughs> I didn't want to
2: be crying. Yeah, I, I actually so. want to see Black Adam dwayne johnson's black adam that would be yeah that would be
4: cool, yeah, be cool huh? that would be that's cool. gonna be dwayne johnson i said that's, that's uh, there's no doubt that's gonna be good like shazam was a really good movie he's
2: all, so yeah he's also he also wants to run for president now or something dwayne johnson
0: i mean he'd win in a landslide
2: <laughs> I <I'd probably> <laughs> no. maybe, depending on his stances
0: <laughs> oh man he'll mandate, he'll
4: mandate like all citizens that like Go on like the strictest diet and workout plans, but we're all gonna come out like, oh, looking like God. buff ass fuck. <laughs> it's like, it's funny. We'll be we'll be the buff, we'll be the buffest country ever.
1: Yeah, he just start taxing junk food.
4: <laughs> no Doritos like for you. Two thirds of
0: yeah, two thirds of American are obese. He's gonna he's gonna fix that real quick. Sixteen, 16 containers of chicken rice and veggies a
3: day.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude, he could run against uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He already did California. Country's the next logical step.
2: That would be sick. I don't know if it is It, it, it out
3: really out. wouldn't be sick. It, 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 would, be te- it would be <laughs> literally <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm it, not in
2: the USA. It's
3: horrible. affecting you guys. You guys, mean, you guys say this. Like you're not in America.
0: Three of us yeah, I'm a in northern
1: neighbor, man. This is just my drama TV.
0: Three of us are in America. <laughs> drama TV, thanks. It's our lives down here. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, we've gone off the rails and the only thing I've taken away is that um, Justice League is going to be awesome. Um, so make sure everyone to subscribe to the channel. Um, I'm gonna let everyone go around and tell you where can find them Tom, where can I find you
4: you guys can find me on Twitter at Chronicle Tom I'm on.
2: About me. you can find me on Twitter i m05 at Twitter on Twitter at PSN and that's my Xbox gamer tag
1: Garrett
0: you're to the right of me
1: um you could find me on Twitter and my gamer tag is way 1G for both and I'm also gonna be on our twitch stream once uh Mass Effect legacy comes out I'm gonna be basically doing a full playthrough of that on Twitch.
0: Oh, yeah, everyone go subscribe to our, or follow our, follower. not subscribe, we don't have subscribers. Go follow our Twitch channel. Uh, it's at Project X Talk. Um, and Zach, you're over there on my screen. So, one more time, please let everyone know where they can find you.
3: Um, so, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Games underscore. Don't forget the underscore at the end of it. It's very important. If you follow with no underscore, it'll be some inactive account for the past seven years. Um, <laughs> And I want that username, so don't, don't give them a follow. Uh, <laughs> no also, activity. Yeah. <laughs> um, for any potential educators, teachers who are out there, um, also go to halosengage.org. That's where all my curriculum, all my stuff is. And uh, it's all free there. You can subscribe there to get notifications whenever I put up new stuff as well.
0: Everyone, make sure to go check them out, especially if you are in the educational field. I've been the Muffin Muffinmon. That's a one instead of an I and an O. Muffin Mon, not Man. Um, Thank you for watching, everyone, and we'll see you next week.